Good morning, Omen City. I am decidedly not going to be reporting on anything of substance tonight because I simply do not want to. Welcome music, I received several concerns and amused messages from people asking what I was planning. Do I have to be planning anything to have a little fun? Vulture heard and burst into the studio to yell their approval at me, but then disappeared again saying they were bored of my company, announced they would be out separating some bones from their owners, or harassing Sloane if they found her out on shift. Good luck to you all, almost. None of your bones are safe. But, Omen City, tonight is special and I'll tell you why. The fog has crept in, smothering our streets in clouds and making all the neon lights glow in a way that steals your breath away. Things come out to play when the fog rolls in from the hills above. Don't you want to show them some love? Fog is a somewhat rare occurrence here in our dear and wicked city, but when it does arrive, so do many of the other surprises that come with it too. I look forward to finding out just what creatures have come out to play with us. I want blood tonight, Omen City, and lots of it. Whether it's paid in the now-dubbed Nightshade Undead, or in Predators Becoming Prey, it better be running in rivers on our sidewalks and roads. It better paint the walls in its rich shade come daylight. So you better deliver, or you'll get a reminder just exactly what curfew hours are supposed to mean. Now, let me see. Before I really get stuck into the rest of this morning's broadcast, I thought I should give you all an update on Vaguely AM's beloved accountant, as you might remember, a few nights ago, Enya came down with the mysterious plague that raged through the monstrous population of our city faster than the human population. I'm very pleased to announce that they have fully recovered from their illness and took out a total of five, <laughs> five plague doctors as they phased through their walls to take them out. I knew I picked them for a reason. They returned to work the next day, nary a scratch on them, and sounding just as sultry and deadly as always. In some good news, the plague has also, apparently, disappeared enough that the plague doctors have sunk below the surface again, leaving us to our mischief, murder, and madness. I for one am very happy that this is behind us. Things were getting too quiet for my liking around here. Now, don't get me wrong, they have their purposes, and they do it well, but sometimes it's done a little too well. I don't like feeling like things are being overtaken, especially not by those who mean the citizens of Omen City harm. Murder? What do you think this city was built for? Mayhem? Welcome to curfew hours, my dear. Revolution? Point me in the direction where it's needed most. If I haven't dealt with it already, I will. 
What I'm trying to say is the Plague Doctors are too forcefully focused on their goals and the effect of it was not something that I'm a fan of. In any case, they're mostly gone now and any stragglers are likely to be eaten or to experience other forms of wicked demise out on the streets tonight. And well, from what I'm seeing, the streets are loud tonight. Already the death count is higher than it has been in weeks. Monsters and men out there racing to one-up each other and show who is the most murderous. Perhaps a little hangry with the lack of feeding. Already the death count of the night has launched on a rapid climb, and 14 souls have departed from their mortal form. May they rest in eternal damnation or wait until they are summoned again, as I see Councilman Peter has been brutally taken out by Vulture once more. I was wondering when they would get back to him. Good. The council has been getting very complacent lately, don't you think? They need a reminder that they aren't the worst thing in this city. I shall update you all on Vulture's total count if our helpful Anon decides to pick up on their previous and very helpful tally counting. I wonder if that counts towards what they've killed outside of our city limits, as they have done some travelling over the past few weeks. Being a coward to avoid the plague doctors. They were never a fan of them, probably because they can't eat them. One thing I love about this city, it's that you can never be bored. There is always something happening, whether that's being chased down the street by a clown with a red balloon, or Mothman and Vulture writing poetry to each other with bodies and flowers. Flowers! You heard me correctly, citizens. Earlier this evening, Vulture was spotted laying out bodies in elaborate pattern, and while that has currently been obscured by the fog, I have been told that it said yes. I doubt that anything risque or romantic will happen between the pair, but it's definitely a proposal of some kind. I cannot wait to find out what these two get up to next. A few citizens around the city have sent in messages that aren't strictly related to our regular curfew hours content, but I'm, well, somewhat of a romantic at heart, so... <laughs> to the pair that sent in the corresponding messages proclaiming your love to your wife and to your spouse, I hope you're having a splendidly wicked night, and I wish you many happy murders to come. Now, some more official community business. It seems that some of our city's late-night restaurants that were open for delivery have closed for business for the time being due to the nightshade walkers. I received a notice from Bright Bunyip Bar earlier this evening that they would be closing during curfew hours for the foreseeable future as they wish not to put their delivery staff at risk. Now, delivery drivers are just as fair game as the rest of us during curfew, but they are not without protection and most of them do fare well in any case. It seems that a few of them have been attacked and turned into nightshade zombies over the last week or two, however. If anyone has any information about what could be done about this, please do advise your local food stores. I'm sure they would be happy to listen. I'm to believe that it is usually a desirable work environment. <laughs> if you have a craving for a midnight snack, you may just have to sleep through curfew, like 
many parts of our city do, or try your luck by venturing out onto the streets. I really should not have mentioned food, now I have a small craving for bunyip bites. Perhaps... <laughs> no, never mind. It seems that our restaurants aren't the only businesses that are closing in the wake of waves of walking corpses. Now, as many of you know, there are several underground MMA fight rings set up across the city, hosting no-holds-barred fights between those who want more from a fight than an eventual murder. Unfortunately, more than a couple of them have been overrun by the walking dead, resulting in multiple spectators and a couple of the fighters being turned. Many onlookers and participants escaped, but it seems in addition to being attracted to light, these zombies are also attracted to noise and loud grunts and yells. Now, this not only would deprive people of entertainment, but also the sight of some very well-built fighters that have graced or cursed our city. Now, businesses do not fall under the do not enter laws of curfew rules. So many places are still available for business, but given that these nightshade walking corpses have continued to stick around and do not possess the brain capacity to adhere to our frankly very reasonable laws, there may be the chance that more places will have to close overnight. Much of our city is nocturnal, which is why these businesses have called on you to support them when you can, while you can. And don't give up on them if they have to shut. Go and visit them after they open again. Wake up a little early and find the passages from your apartments into the city underground to avoid the sunlight. If you are so inclined, but support your fellow citizens. Because without them, our city of oddities is sorely lacking in many wonderful commodities. If you have to barricade yourself in the store and defend it from dastardly rotting flesh, then... Oh, thank you Ma, I will pass on that message. Well, Omen City, it seems that those flowers that were left for Mothman earlier during curfew are a fast-growing species. And now the streets of the entire Upper City and Uptown Omen City are covered in vines. It's interesting, Mara advised me that these vines have sprouted flowers, and it seems that in combination with the blood that has been spilt this night and the thick, heavy, mischief-ridden fog that has descended upon our despicable streets, has resulted in our peculiar evolution. They're bioluminescent. But the strangest thing is, bioluminescence in plants is usually blue, and that has been just as corrupted as much of our delightful city has been as well. These flowers aren't blue. Dear citizens of Omen City, oh no, they're blood red. Isn't that amazing? I think that gives a magnificent backdrop to our regular scheduled curfew hours, don't you think? After all, red is such a wonderful colour, even more so when it burns high in the night and calls forth certain tall, sweet, dreamy... <coughs> oh. There are also reports that the fog has brought in all manner of pixies and other fate into the city, drawn out from the not-so-distant surrounding woods, and they are causing all sorts of mischief. As cute as I find them, I hope they know that they are still fair game on the streets, and even though they may not be citizens of the city itself, they count as part of the curfew hunters and hunted. 
We're going to take a quick music break here, everyone. I'll be back with more news on the curfew count and any other news I encounter while chasing our intern Vanilla down from the reception lounge ceiling. I am very proud of you tonight. I've been keeping the death toll up on the wall during the broadcast and I'll say the spike is very satisfying. We're all the way up and over 50 deaths total tonight. I'm sure that the total includes some of the unfortunate victims of Nightshade Zombies, but all in all, I am impressed. You brought out your claws and your desire for blood and it makes a humble radio show host Proud, I can tell you that. Our helpful Anon has returned as well. It seems from their mysterious hiatus with a new grand total of kills that Vulture has claimed as their own. Over the last month and a bit, they have been travelling, so their citizen tally has climbed to 545 despite being away for some time. However, in a move that I saw coming from a mile away, the death count for Councilman Peter has risen to a wonderful 385. Many bodies were produced recently, so it may slow down for a little while, but frankly, I think he deserved them. Now, I'm sure you're just as curious as I am to find out who this anonymous counter is. Any attempts at all to contact them have come up with absolutely nothing. Nada. They're a ghost. No, literally, I think, at least. They're invisible. However, a message has just slipped under my door saying, I'm glad that you're appreciative of my works. Interesting. This is on some very basic paper, but the handwriting is smooth and elegant. Well, that's half of the people in this city who have been alive for over a century, though, isn't it? I may just have to hang on tight on this one, but rest assured I will find out who this person is. And before you start calling in on a panic, Sloane, it's a piece of paper, not writing in blood on the studio window. I'm fine. I wonder if the council knows anything. They have been very quiet over the recent weeks, even with everything that has been going on. Definitely too quiet. Not one of them reached out to me to broadcast a statement on the recent virus and the plague doctors, which is... Unfortunate. I might, despite my absolute displeasure in doing so, go and investigate and try to discover what's happening. Who knows, I might get some supplies out of the things I collect during curfew as well. Or out of it. I have yet to decide. I also have yet to hear anything from them regarding the nightshade zombies either. Which, frankly, is disappointing. They should have been all over this many weeks ago. Instead, they let it continue on, and now we're nearly being overrun. Well, related to this, there have been some reports of citizens banding together and going after the zombies. There have been a few accounts of nightshade remnants strewn across dark alleyways, torn to pieces and separated to prevent them from moving, I assume, before they are disposed of. However, whenever someone tried to investigate or ask those who might be involved, they were swarmed by the zombies noticing them, and everyone fled, so no answers were to be had. 
Whether these rumours are true or not, if they are, don't get bitten and raise the population of these zombies. That's not what we want now, is it? All of that said, I do think that someone needs to up and take action against these things. So those of you who are out getting out there and taking these zombies down, well done! Omen City, I have to laugh. Who knew all it took would be some fog for all of you to come out and play again? I have heard a few things about some other, deadlier things that our forest fae and pixie visitors bring to light. Figures with curious geometric structures on their heads have been wandering the streets, armed with large, scythe-like weapons that have an incredible reach on them. They appear to be slow and steady hunters, but have shown themselves to be effective if tonight's tally is anything to go by. I'm wondering if they could be convinced to take up residence here if they haven't already, of course. They make for some deadly company. We here at Omen City welcome any and all monstrous beings, whether they are undead, cursed, unholy, or just generally wicked. All are able to make home with us here. Thinking about it, it's very possible that these vines growing through Uptown Omen City could potentially be very useful. I may venture over there once this broadcast is done and see if I can't get myself some samples of it. I might even try and grow one in my greenhouse, do some experiments. Who knows, it could be a perfect ingredient for a spell. Or a curse. So long as those nightshade zombies stay out of my way and I can be back to the studio in time for morning broadcast, I will be very happy to get out in the fog later. I haven't heard too much mischief coming from visiting fair folk. Perhaps they have just been here for their sacrifices, or to lure people into their dwellings with the promise of riches and glory. I hope you've guarded your minds, Omen City. The fair folk are not to be trifled with in matters of deception. One moment you're all tucked up in a blanket, watching the streets below, and the next you're in the streets dancing the waltz in nothing but the blanket. Tonight has been the most eventful it has been in a while, and I am very glad for it. After the whole mess with the cat messenger and then the plague doctors and the ongoing headaches of reanimated bodies, I needed some good old-fashioned death and destruction to report on, and deities did they get delivered! It is nearing 3am, and while I am sorry to see the end of tonight and all the amusing things that it brought, I'm very interested to investigate those flowers and their properties. Perhaps a poison can be brewed from them. If anyone is going to find out, I promise that it will be me. For now though, Omen City, as curfew comes to an end once again, I bid you all good night, and good luck to those who have followed the Fae out of the city. Many things await you in those dancing lights.
Hey victims, thank you again for stopping in on another episode of Vaguely AM. This episode has once again, as I always say, been voiced by Ali Rose. The episode itself was written by Meg, the voice of Sloane Coldwell. And if you wish to follow us on social media, as usual, our Twitter and Facebook is at Vaguely AM. And our Instagram is vaguely underscore AM. If you wish to send us an email, however, you can contact us on vaguelyam at outlook.com. See you next fortnight.